You're listening to Season 2 of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is Episode number 135, and today we'll read Second Chronicles chapters 18 through 20 together. The Reign of King Jehoshaphat. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and New. So whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. Second Chronicles chapter 18 Now Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance, and he made an alliance with Ahab through marriage. Then, after some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. Ahab slaughtered many sheep, goats, and cattle for him, and for the people who were with him, and he persuaded him to attack Ramoth-Gilead, for Israel's king Ahab asked Judah's king Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to Ramoth-Gilead? He replied to him, I am as you are my people as your people. We will be with you in battle. But Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, First, please ask what the Lord's will is. So the king of Israel gathered the prophets, four hundred men, and asked them, Should we go to Ramoth-Gilead for war, or should I refrain? They replied, March up, and God will hand it over to the king. But Jehoshaphat asked, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord here any more? Let's ask him. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is one man who can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies good about me, but only disaster. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. The king shouldn't say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hurry and get Micaiah, son of Imlah. Now the king of Israel and king Jehoshaphat of Judah, clothed in royal attire, were each sitting on his own throne. They were sitting on the threshing floor at the entrance to Samaria's gate, and all the prophets were prophesying in front of them. Then Zedekiah, son of Canaan, made iron horns and said, This is what the Lord says, You will gore Arameans with these until they are finished off. And all the prophets were prophesying the same, saying, March up to Ramoth-Gilead and succeed, for the Lord will hand it over to the king. The messenger who went to call Micaiah instructed him, Look, the words of the prophets are unanimously favorable for the king. So let your words be like theirs, and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, I will say whatever my God says. So he went to the king, and the king asked him, Micaiah, 
Should we go to Ramoth Gilead for war, or should I refrain? Micaiah said, March up and succeed, for they will be handed over to you. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you swear not to tell me anything but the truth in the name of the Lord? So Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, They have no master. Let each return home in peace. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you he never prophesies good about me, but only disaster? Then Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and the whole heavenly army was standing at his right hand and at his left hand. And the Lord said, Who will entice King Ahab of Israel to march up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? So one was saying this, and another was saying that. Then a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord, and said, I will entice him. The Lord asked him, How? So he said, I will go and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, You will entice him and also prevail. Go and do that. Now you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit into the mouth of these prophets of yours, and the Lord has pronounced disaster against you. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenayana, came up, hit Micaiah on the cheek, and demanded, Which way did the spirit from the Lord leave me to speak to you? Micaiah replied, You will soon see when you go to hide in an inner chamber on that day. Then the king of Israel ordered, Take Micaiah and return him to Amon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, This is what the king says, Put this guy in prison and feed him only a little bread and water until I come back safely. But Micaiah said, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he said, Listen, all you people. Then the king of Israel and Judah's king Jehoshaphat went up to Ramoth-Gilead. But the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your royal attire. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders, Do not fight with anyone at all except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they shouted, He must be the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him, but Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God drew them away from him. When the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. But a man drew his bow without taking special aim and struck the king of Israel through the joints of his armor. So he said to the charioteer, Turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am badly wounded. The battle raged throughout the day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Arameans until evening. Then he died at sunset.
Second Chronicles, Chapter 19 King Jehoshaphat of Judah returned to his home in Jerusalem in peace. Then Jehu, son of the seer Hanani, went out to confront him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Do you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, the Lord's wrath is on you. However, some good is found in you, for you have eradicated the Asherah poles from the land and have determined in your heart to seek God. Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, and once again he went out among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and brought them back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He appointed judges in all the fortified cities of the land of Judah, city by city. Then he said to the judges, Consider what you are doing, for you do not judge for a man, but for the Lord, who is with you in the matter of judgment. And now may the terror of the Lord be on you. Watch what you do, for there is no injustice or partiality or taking bribes with the Lord our God. Jehoshaphat also appointed in Jerusalem some of the Levites and priests and some of the Israelite family heads for deciding the Lord's will and for settling disputes of the residents of Jerusalem. He commanded them, saying, In the fear of the Lord, with integrity and wholeheartedly, you are to do the following. For every dispute that comes to you from your brothers who dwell in their cities, whether it regards differences of blood guilt, law, commandment, statutes, or judgments, you are to warn them so they will not incur guilt before the Lord, and wrath will not come on you and your brothers. Do this, and you will not incur guilt. Note that Amariah, the chief priest, is over you in all matters related to the Lord, and Zebediah, son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, in all matters related to the king, and the Levites are officers in your presence. Be strong. May the Lord be with those who do what is good. Second Chronicles chapter 20 After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, together with some of the Meunites, came to fight against Jehoshaphat. People came and told Jehoshaphat a vast number from beyond the Dead Sea and from Edom has come to fight against you. They are already in Hazazon Tamar, that is, En Gedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid, and he resolved to seek the Lord. Then he proclaimed a fast for all Judah, who gathered to seek the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the Lord's temple before the new courtyard. He said, Lord, God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven, and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand, and no one can stand against you. Are you not our God? who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and who gave it forever 
to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. They have lived in the land and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name and have said, If disaster comes on us, sword or judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and before you, for your name is in this temple. We will cry out to you because of our distress, and you will hear and deliver. Now here are the Ammonites, Moabites, and the inhabitants of Mount Seir. You did not let Israel invade them when Israel came out of the land of Egypt, but Israel turned away from them and did not destroy them. Look how they repay us by coming to drive us out of your possession that you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast number that comes to fight against us. We do not know what to do, but we look to you. All Judah was standing before the Lord with their dependents, their wives, and their children. In the middle of the congregation, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeiel, son of Mataniah, a Levite from Asaph's descendants. And he said, Listen carefully, all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast number, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. You will see them coming up the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley facing the wilderness of Jeruel. You do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Then Jehoshaphat knelt low with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord to worship him. Then the Levites from the sons of the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel, shouting loudly. In the morning, they got up early and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. As they were about to go out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. Then he consulted with the people and appointed some to sing for the Lord and some to praise the splendor of his holiness. When they went out in front of the armed forces, they kept singing, Give thanks to the Lord, for his faithful love endures forever. The moment they began their shouts and praises, the Lord set an ambush against the Ammonites, Moabites, and the inhabitants of Mount Seir, who came to fight against Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites turned against the inhabitants of Mount Seir and completely annihilated them. When they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, 
they helped destroy each other. When Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked for a large army, but there were only corpses lying on the ground. Nobody had escaped. Then Jehoshaphat and his people went to gather the plunder. They found among them an abundance of goods on the bodies and valuable items. So they stripped them until nobody could carry any more. They were gathering the plunder for three days because there was so much. They assembled in the valley of Baraka on the fourth day, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, that place is still called the Valley of Baraka today. Then all the men of Judah and Jerusalem turned back with Jehoshaphat their leader, returning joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord enabled them to rejoice over their enemies. So they came into Jerusalem to the Lord's temple with harps, lyres, and trumpets. The terror of God was on all the kingdoms of the lands when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then Jehoshaphat's kingdom was quiet, for his God gave him rest on every side. Jehoshaphat became king over Judah. He was thirty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned twenty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, daughter of Shilhai. He walked in the ways of Asa, his father. He did not turn away from it, but did what was right in the Lord's sight. However, the high places were not taken away. The people had not yet set their hearts on the God of their ancestors. The rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign, from beginning to end, are written in the events of Jehu, son of Hanani which is recorded in the book of Israel's kings. After this, Judah's king Jehoshaphat made an alliance with Israel's king Ahaziah, who was guilty of wrongdoing. Jehoshaphat formed an alliance with him to make ships to go to Tarshish, and they made the ships in Ezion-Geber. Then Eleazar, son of Dodavahu of Marisha, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you formed an alliance with Ahaziah, the Lord has broken up what you have made. So the ships were wrecked and were not able to go to Tarshish. I was totally captivated by chapter 20, weren't you? Especially when the Spirit of the Lord spoke through someone in the middle of the crowd. I needed to hear this. I felt as if the Lord was speaking directly to me. I know that's always true through His Word, but when His truth and His timing come together, well, let's just say He had my full attention. And then something really weird happened. I had just finished recording that passage, totally moved, when I glanced over at my audio track and realized I had mistakenly paused it and nothing had been recorded and I had to do it all over again. He has his ways of drilling it into me. Didn't you love that God was totally spurred on as the people praised him? 
Psalm 22.3 tells us that God actually inhabits our praise. He is there. I challenge you today, if you are afraid, if you feel helpless, if you are frustrated or don't understand why things just aren't working out, lay it all out on the table before the Lord. Find a quiet place and read this passage out loud and praise Him, because He is worthy of our praise before we ask for stuff. He already knows what we need anyway. He just wants to know that we believe He is able. Remember, this is what the Lord says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the battle is not yours but God's. You do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Let me know if you dared at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.